Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Jaded presented by Jaded Productions. I am Joanna. I'm the executive VP here at Jaded, and I'm here with Jade, who is the founder and president of Jaded. Hello, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Jade Zalewski. Uh, as Joanna said, I am the founder and president here at Jada Productions. Jada Productions is an artist management and consulting company. We currently are here with our social media team today, uh, and we're going to talk about, you know, the evolution of music uh, due to the age of social media. So today I'm here with uh, Travis. Travis, did you want to introduce yourself? Hey everyone. I'm Travis, and I am Jada's TikTok manager. Been on the team for a couple months now and yeah really enjoying it <laughs> i'm also here with uh vivian our assistant tiktok manager vivian did you want to introduce yourself hey everyone i'm vivian i'm as jade said the assistant tiktok manager i've been here for a couple months as well and i love everyone and what we've been doing so i'm excited for this podcast Vivian, and we love you. <laughs> Vivian is also uh, going to be fulfilling the role of street team manager in a couple days here. Um, and we are also joined by our Twitter manager, uh, Kelly. Kelly, did you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm the Twitter manager. I have been for a couple months now, um, and I'm really excited to be part of the team. Yeah, and just a quick little plug for their ads, um, at jaded underscore productions <laughs> on TikTok and at jaded management on Twitter. Um, and that's where you'll find Jarvis, Vivian, and Kelly um, from our social media pages. Um, so yeah, I, I have a bunch of stuff under this topic that I really, really am excited to talk about with you guys. Um, one quick uh, question before we get started. Travis, who's your favorite artist currently? Um, my favorite artist currently is going to be Ariana Grande. <laughs> like Hello. always, like yeah, she's my number one, my go-to. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yes. Um, Vivian, did you have a favorite artist currently? Um, my favorite artist of all time would be Harry Styles, but currently, my favorite artist is Nicki. She's Kind of a small artist, but she's with 88 Rising, and I love her music so much. I love Nikki, and a lot of people don't know her, but she is amazing. She's a queen. I love her. She is. I'm going to have to look into her, because I, I, when you said Nikki, I thought you were going to say Minaj, and I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, did you have a favorite artist currently? Uh, that is hard. Um, I think right now... It would be 21 Pilots, my favorite band for the moment. Um, yeah. I love it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Just a little bit of, you know, like get to know you guys because, um, you know, I know you've been like on the social media teams for a while, but um, I wanted the, you know, the listeners to get, a, get to know a little bit about you guys. Um, so like moving into our first topic here. Um, what do you guys think about being being the social media team here at Jada Productions has, has given you hopefully um, some good experiences um, in terms of social media at least and uh, you know I kind of want to talk about the rise of artists thanks to social media um, so you know the discovery of new artists like on YouTube and now on TikTok um, does anybody want to jump in on like the process of you know going from CDs and cassettes and vinyls to to the streaming age, you know, and 
and then we'll talk about, you know, how finals are coming back and stuff, because that's always interesting to me. But, you know, so does anybody want to jump in on like the evolution from from vinyl CDs, physical stuff to now we're all in the streaming age? Yeah, I can jump in. Um, so I grew up in like CDs for the most popular thing during my time growing up. I was a little too young for vinyls and stuff, but now they're making their comeback again. Um, but I just remember always going to the store and the first place that I would go to would be to the CD section, like in Walmart or Target, wherever I was. And like, I mean, I would get those now CDs. Do you guys know what those are? Like now that's yeah. what I call music. And I had like all the pop, like top pop songs on there. But, and then it like made its way to, I remember I would like download music from like LimeWire. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like throwback. <laughs> like illegally. for legal reasons for legal reasons we may or may not have done that <laughs> yeah for legal reasons yes. this is a joke yes for legal <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know and then when the ipod was introduced and like apple music it was just such a unique thing that like no one was really like had heard of yet and it just it's so awesome that we've come so long from like coming cds and now we can listen to any song just in our fingertips from the top of our phone not even having to go on your phone like asking like Siri, like, hey, play this music for me. My favorite thing that she does is when I'm in the store and I ask her like, hey, what's the song? And she'll tell me immediately. That's mm -hmm. a great way to find new music, by the way. But I think it's just really awesome that we've come so far into this realm of like, just being able to stream music all right there. And there's so many streaming platforms too that artists can be on, you know, we have Apple Music, obviously, Spotify. Um, what is another one? Just a like a bunch and like SoundCloud. Yeah, it, SoundCloud, yes. yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. I haven't yeah. gotten into SoundCloud as much. I want to get into it more. But. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then now like cassettes and like vinyls making a comeback. Like all these nineties trends too are like just coming yeah. back like the cassettes. So I'm excited. And like I know like Billy and Olivia, they both like released like cassettes. And I'm like, I want to get them, but I'm like, how am I gonna like use them? Like, I don't have a cassette player. Like, I, I feel like maybe like going to a thrift store, and, like seeing if they have one so I could like use it. <laughs> but I, I think, think it's, it's awesome. funny though. Um, I think it's funny that a lot of people buy like things like vinyls and cassettes and they don't even have like the players. They just kind of buy them. Right. And I think that that's been, that's kind of a new world and a new hobby that's being created. Mm-hmm. It's just like a overall aesthetic now too, like just having a vinyl up or just like having like your cassettes out and like it's always a conversation starter. Like when my friends come over and they'll see my vinyls and they're like, Oh, do you have a record player? And I'm like, No, but you can like, admire <laughs> them. <laughs> like sitting on my Yeah. I actually have a funny story with those vinyls. Um I got my I wanted like a uh you know, like a record player for I don't know, Christmas or something. And it got back ordered for months. So, like, I didn't get it until, like, my birthday in March. And I so I hung up the vinyls, like, all over my room. And people would come over and they'd be like, can you play them? And I'd be like, not yet. <laughs> so. I'd be like, you be like, I will. I will one day. Come over one day. You know, I don't know when. But, you know, it'll, it'll be here, hopefully, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I love the Travis that you brought up the whole thing about like how when you were younger, you mm -hmm. loved CDs and I was the exact same way. Unfortunately, 
my mom never wanted to buy me them. I was like 10 years old and she never wanted to buy me CDs. <laughs> but I vividly still remember what my first CD was. It was the One Direction Take Me Home CD. Oh and I God. played that to death. <laughs> it was always on because I didn't have a phone. I didn't have an iPod or any of that. So I just chucked it in the CD player and it went on repeat. And I remember back in the day before the aux cords were a popular mm -hmm. thing. I remember the drive to my school was like five minutes tops. And I would take the CD every day just to listen to like one and a half songs on the way. <laughs> and I so I kind of wanted to bring that up, just like a quick little like yeah. side note, like what was your guys' favorite CDs or first CDs or favorite that you had? If it makes you feel any better, um, the one that I replayed 24-7 was the High School Musical 2 soundtrack. Amazing. <laughs> iconic yes. yes yeah i think but, my first cd was i think it was britney spears like her ooh. very like i um i don't know the name of it it's the one where she's like sitting down and she has like the red like shirt on and the mini skirt oh the baby one. The time one yes and mm -hmm. i had my portable cd player did you guys have those the walk and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the portable CD player, and I would jam out to Britney Spears all the time when I was little. <laughs> oh, it's funny you brought up portable CD players because I remember, like, I had to walk to elementary school, like, every day when I was in elementary school. So I had this old little gray Panasonic, like, CD player that I would just mm -hmm. hold with me. And in my backpack, I would have three or four CDs that I would pick to carry with me for that day. <laughs> And it. I'm walking to school and I'd stop at the stop sign and I'd switch out the CD because I'm like, I can't listen to this album anymore. <laughs> and the lady at the crosswalk will always see me. She's like, you're only like eight years old. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, I'm I can't so listen cute. to this for another 10 minutes. <laughs> That's dedication. I love that. I think my first CD, uh, I want to say it was like a Disney. It wasn't like a specific Disney movie. It was like a compilation of like, Mm. a bunch of disney songs and like it was like mulan and and like cinderella and stuff like that and i just like i played it to death in the car and then i but like when you said you would walk to school vivian and you would like switch out your cds and stuff i uh i rode the bus like and it was it my my house is only like five minutes away from where I went to elementary school but like you know the bus route it's like takes forever it's like 45 yeah. minutes and I'm on the bus and like I had this little tiny it wasn't like an iPod or anything but it was like an mp3 player and it was pink mm -hmm. and it only showed the little tiny like words and I was and I just jammed out I had like a couple songs on there I think like right round Flow Rida and like <laughs> live while we're young one direction or something like that and then yeah. i would just play oh, those on repeat and i was like i just love it i love it and it's like so funny now that like you could just search up a song like whenever you want and yeah. it's like, or like you know like i i think i had selena gomez on there too but like you know <laughs> like it's so weird to see how far it's come like even in our lifetime because i know i'm not the oldest here and i don't think i'm the youngest here either so like it's definitely interesting to see how you know music has evolved even in the the short 20 years that i've been here um you know for sure it was for me when i 
finally somehow convinced my dad to get me an mp3 player i wanted an ipod but i remember he was like no that's too expensive you're getting like this weird little like mp3 player i don't even know what the brand was it was a random mp3 player <laughs> the second that i got that it was a game changer for me it was just i remember i just downloaded all of the songs that my sister had on her itunes and there was like kesha katy perry oh, yeah. there was like justin bieber all of that stuff and uh-huh. it was i was just ecstatic it was oh my God, yeah. um, it was just my world was flipped around <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did you guys have the youth uh joanna said kesha and it just triggered me too i had an ipad ipod nano it was like those little ipods mm-hmm. and they were colorful and they were the first ones to have the little camera mm-hmm. and i remember me and my cousins making music videos to tiktok by <laughs> kesha on there and I want to bring them back so bad, but I can't find it. And I'm so sad. Oh, <laughs> my God. If you I find it, we're posting it. it on the Jada Productions. In- <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll have my mom, like, go through my old room and, like, s- search through it. <laughs> I'm like, please send it I to me. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. Before, actually, like, I... I try to keep up with like all the times and stuff and you know like when TikTok was just getting not TikTok by Kesha but I mean TikTok but that's, right. the, funny, that's <laughs> the funny story is that like before TikTok was big and it was just like my little sister using it I would always make fun of it with my with my older sister and I'd be like TikTok you mean like the 2009 hit by Kesha <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like TikTok that TikTok like she'd be like no <laughs> TikTok the app and I'd be like yeah TikTok by Kesha the OG OG TikTok but yeah I love that so much it's like it's just so weird and like which Mm -hmm. kind of brings like brings us to kind of our next topic which is like you know YouTube and and Vine and and even TikTok now and we can go one at a time we could start with like YouTube but you know like all of these artists just launching from social media and just like launching not only launching their career but launching them into an entire different like stratosphere you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the the amount of albums being streamed at least not not necessarily like purchased you know vinyls but I mean sort of we'll get into that later but like what do you guys have to say about like even artists like Justin Bieber just absolutely I know I could say a lot about it but I'll let everybody else (laughs) like artists like Justin Bieber just launching on YouTube um honestly like there's a comedian I really love who said something about this is that um the 90s kids or like anyone who's coming from the 90s let's say they demanded for a platform to create to um make it big and show that they have all this potential and now it's just it's so accessible to everyone that you can either be lost in it all or you can be one in a million and blow up like justin bieber or sean mendez or olivia rodrigo let's say like on YouTube, it was so much more niche. Like you wouldn't really catch so many people at the time as when Justin Bieber had blown up, but also on Vine, it was kind of really like rare for someone to just blow up completely and get to the status that Shawn Mendes is now. And um, even like people on YouTube who started off as like vloggers, like Troy Sivan or um, like Dodie, like they all have different roots. But I think it's it depends on how you create your own audience. Because some people can work so hard to get to a specific status and never make it. But then sometimes I think there's also luck that plays into it and like having the algorithm on your side, which actually pushes you to get there. Going off of that, I was going to say like 
YouTube and like everybody who kind of goes viral from like Vine and TikTok and all that, it kind of shows how powerful it is just having a solid fan base. Like, because you're on social media all the time and you're starting on social media, like from YouTube, like you can reply to their comments or you can just like interact with like people watching you. And it builds like a connection that if you just joined a record label and produced music, you wouldn't have a fan base. And I think because social media is so big now, a lot of artists are less reliant on like, I have to go sign myself. I have to find a manager. I have to do this because now you can just do it by yourself. And like, if you have the fan base and people that like love you, they'll keep promoting you like, like free promotion basically until you make it big. Yeah. And you know, I always talk about, um, at least for the clothing brands, you know, the random clothing brands sometimes, uh, you know, like, and you're, you become their ambassador or whatever. And I don't know if anybody's had any experience with this, but, you know, and then all of a sudden you're, you can call yourself an ambassador with blah, blah, blah brand, but you know, it's free promotion for them in a way, like, unless they're getting, they're giving you like 15% off or like a couple free bracelets, you know, but like, it's still paying off in their favor because, you if you have 20,000 followers and you accept the fact that you're their brand ambassador then like boom they just found 20,000 more buyers you know like I think it's the same way with artists it's like you know these fans and they're not even doing it for anything like they can enter a giveaway if you're having a giveaway but like it's even better because like they just believe in you so I think that the connection that you can make with them now on social media is like 10 times the amount of who impact it'll have yeah. on on your fans like if you actually interact with them personally I don't know but that's I Mike. totally agree and when Vivian brought up how it's like another level of being able to connect with fans like the first thing that I always think of when I think about this is like One Direction when they did their video diaries mm-hmm. that was another level of fan engagement because everybody was tuning in and everybody felt like they knew them in a way because they were getting these personalized videos and I feel like mm-hmm. that was ages ago and that was also around the same time that Justin Bieber was like becoming like as big as he was from YouTube and I feel like Justin Bieber is one of I think the first success stories from YouTube I think but back then people didn't even think it was really a possibility. And then now it's like what Kelly said, it's so easy to get lost in it because everybody is trying to do it. Mm -hmm. And it really is now I feel like harder in a way because there's so much competition. It's like with the click of a button, you know, you're on the internet and with another click of a button, you're like you're recording a video and with another click you're posting it like it's so it's never I don't I mean obviously I've I'm only 20 like I have not had experience like in the early 90s when there when that wasn't a possibility but like I can't even imagine a world now where it's like where there's where that's not like able to happen you know like it's just it's so crazy and there's so many like I like I'm trying to think of that one factoid it's like it's like mm, your brain processes like 20,000 pieces of information a minute so mm-hmm. and with like people's time spans like shortening and shortening and shortening down to like they don't even want to watch a 15 second video it's mm-hmm. like oh my gosh is it hard to you know like to try to do what Justin Bieber did and what Sean Mendes did and what Olivia Rodrigo did and yet there's still people doing it so it's just like I, I feel like it just comes down to you know like putting in the work and just like 
not that's what I I tell every single person on like on the jaded team I'm like I don't really like even if you feel like it's not your best content I like I want it posted like you know because <laughs> I feel like the amount of times that you're in somebody's feed is just going to you know triple the growth or like mm-hmm. you know quadruple the growth of any platform that you're on because you're on their feed more often like I never follow somebody when I first see their video rarely you know it's like they have to keep coming up and I'm like okay yeah I like their content and then following mm-hmm. them you know so I just feel like so does anybody want to kind of like comment on you know kind of how hard it is to break in now because because of how many people are out there Yeah, I was going to say, like, when I think back before social media and I think of these singers, I'm like, how did they make their, pave their way to get into, like, singing, like, without social media, you know? And then, like, but I'm like, it must be so easier for, like, now with social media, like, people can post and be, like, famous overnight. But at the same time, it's like, everyone is doing that now. So it's like, that it's hard, too. Like, I think, like, it's just with social media and posting videos on there of you singing and stuff and like blowing up it's really like luck and like the algorithm you can try and try but like does anyone really know how the algorithm works you know what I mean like I just think you like you said you really have to be dedicated you have to put in the work you have to put in the time and just be you I think that's another thing is people love authenticity and so if you're like a singer songwriter and you're just like yourself you'll like people will love you I totally agree and I feel like a lot of times the people who do go viral on TikTok or they do you know build a massive fan base on YouTube are the people who are constantly pushing out content Mm -hmm. because if you think about like with Justin Bieber and Shawn Mendes like I'm pretty sure they went in blindly like I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jade told me this fact that I didn't even know Justin Bieber started posting YouTube videos, not for, like, for trying family. to, yeah, yeah, he posted <laughs> them so for cute. his family to see videos of him singing, and then all of a sudden, people are like, who is this guy, and so mm-hmm. he didn't even do it with the mindset, like, oh, I'm going to get famous, I'm going to blow mm-hmm. up overnight, but because he kept posting and posting, you know, like, people saw that, and people wanted to follow him, yeah. and it's, it brings up an interesting topic that I feel like a lot of people dislike the fact that it's so easy to build a fan base and go viral now on TikTok, kind of like how Travis said, like, how did they do it before? They had to push themselves. They had to drive hours to go to LA or New York, and they had to meet with the labels Mm -hmm. and meet with these people who had no idea who they were. And they had to put in all of that, like physical work versus now everything's online. A lot of people feel like it's not as valid now because it's so much easier. But I think that it's a good point to bring up the fact that the people who do make it are people who are genuinely really trying. It's not just going to come easy. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't like just be posting on there just to like with the intentions of like, I want to get big and I want to get famous. Yeah. Like you have to post on there because you love what you do and you genuinely just want to post because like you love music, you love songwriting, you love just singing in general. Like going in with that mindset of, I want to post and become famous overnight. Like, you're not going to get anywhere. You really have to be genuine and just like love what you do and be really passionate about it. Yeah. And I feel like it's almost a joke now. People 
who they might not know what it is that they want to do or whatever, they'll say, oh, I'm just going to become a YouTuber as if it's so easy mm -hmm. and as if they're just going to blow up and they're going to make all this money. But in reality, those are exactly the type of people who don't make it. It's mm -hmm. all about the passion. And it's like what we've been saying, like fans can see who's really passionate about it and who's not. And they gravitate towards the people who see like, wow, this person is really putting in the work. Like I want to, I want to keep up with them. And it makes the biggest difference. Another thing is that, what you were saying before about how you need to um, constantly be pushing things, really, it's so, it's so easy to maybe blow up once and then be forgotten completely, especially with yeah. like the rate of TikTok. You can blow up once and then just disappear forever and people are not gonna, even going to remember why you blew up in the first place. And if you're not constantly showing that you want to be a musician and you want to be respected as a musician, you should be showing that you're this is like your brand, like music is your brand and not just posting once every three months and hoping for the best. Cause mm -hmm. like, I remember finding great songs on TikTok from just random people who said, I've created a song, come listen to this. And I've completely forgotten about them. I don't even remember their usernames because they're not constantly being shoved down my throat, um, mm -hmm. which I mean, is something that I would rather have, so. Yeah. I want to mm -hmm. ask you all a question, like a conceptual question, actually, that has to do with this. At some point today, were you scrolling your TikTok for you page? I know you all have one. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, right when I wake up, I'm like, Ooh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> How many people's like names do you remember from your TikTok for you page? Well, the biggest thing for me is I feel like, like just today, I've though. gotten into the habit of now I just look at the people that I follow. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people do the same. They just want to see like you scroll over to the follower like tab instead of mm -hmm. the for you tab. Yeah. Oh wow. Interesting. Interesting. I stay on the for you page. Like I go on my follow I go on my following sometimes, but I'm like constantly on my for yeah. you page. I love seeing like on following, like yeah, I see new videos, but it's mm -hmm. like I've seen those people. Like I wanna yeah. see like mm -hmm. like yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I so, do like, like yeah. So everybody that was new on your For You page just today, nobody remembers any of their names, right? Honestly, like, do you remember any of their usernames? They're all so bizarre anyway. So <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I recognize people's faces because mm -hmm. they'll appear on my For You page like, mm -hmm. a couple times, but I don't always follow them. And even yeah. half the people I follow, I don't know their usernames anyway. So yeah. 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 Like you try to get to the content me, um, and it's like, doesn't work because you just forget the username. Exactly. Which is kind of exactly my point, you know, with the whole question was like, yeah. you know, everybody scrolls their for you page, but the chances of them remembering you about this big, which like just drills in my, you know, like my posting constantly and trying to get on people's feet constantly so that they eventually remember you and interact with you because you can't expect anything you can't expect anything in general but you can't expect anything on the first interaction with mm -hmm. with somebody on their on their social media page like it's just not gonna happen you know so like that's just, I don't know if any content creators just like continue to make content <laughs> <laughs> even with like the first five times they you see them on your for you page you still might not necessarily follow them i feel like it takes a while because then you start to notice okay they're making content that i actually enjoy and then that's when you take the leap of like okay i'm gonna follow them i feel like it takes a lot yeah exactly it definitely takes a while for me to like follow someone i feel like i don't yeah. know what it is but it's like 
as maybe like seeing them over and over, I think eventually I'm like, okay, let me just follow them. Like I already see their videos all the time. Like I might yeah. as well just give them a follow, exactly. support them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> For me, it's like if I see their video and it makes me like laugh and it makes me want to click on their profile to see their other videos and then if I click on their profile, I'm like, okay, I'm already here. Let me just follow them, you know. But then I always end <laughs> yeah. up forgetting until I go to my follower page like probably once a week and I'm like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I love that. I forget who I follow too. Like I, and I don't even go to my follower page, so it's ten times worse. It's like you just got a follower and she's not very active. <laughs> she's <laughs> like she's not gonna look at you stuff. But yeah, I I love that because I just like I I don't know, I'm I like TikTok a lot and you know, obviously here at Jaded we do like a bunch of content creation, especially on TikTok. So it's like always interesting to talk about like how the algorithm works out and and on the other side, like when you're not posting, when you're just scrolling like how how effective that is in your lives like how how it plays out for you guys but kind of before tiktok there was this thing called vine do you guys (laughs) i'm sure you all remember it i'm sure you all remember it you know like the free shabaka doing stuff (laughs) but like (laughs) so like did you guys i mean like a quick question before we jump into like you know how vine developed even like Sean Mendez, you know, did you guys ever see like Sean Mendez before he was like known as the Vine star? And then what was that group called? Mag- MagCon? MagCon. MagCon. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Again, I didn't pay attention to anybody that wasn't Justin Bieber. So like, I, I mean, like, you know, I never watched those One Direction video diaries. I never knew that MagCon, like, you know, so like, what did you guys think about, you know, the effect of Sean Mendez on Vine? Um, my friend group, not me, but my friend group was obsessed with MagCon. We were younger. Um, like, my friends had fan pages for these people. Why? I don't know. Um, but they were obsessed with them, and I would see a lot of their content on my own, like, feed, and, um, they really did make it big from just posting a lot and posting together, I guess. And that's how they created a fan base. But most of them aren't even, like, relevant anymore. So, it, I mean, it, like, I guess it depends on the the whole, like, viral aspect of it. But um, I did know Sean Mendes right when he blew up. He's also from Canada, so obviously I know that, that stuff. Um, and I remember, like, only a few people would really be talking about him, people around me, because he was still associated with MagCon and he wasn't really associated with his own personal music career. So, um, yeah. I think that the biggest thing to like note from that about how you said that a lot of people, they don't even know where the rest of the MagCon guys are. I'm pretty sure Nash Greer has a child. He does. Yeah. yeah. His vlogs <laughs> are so cute. He's the only person aside from Sean Mendes that I keep up with from MacCon because <laughs> solely because of his baby is the cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyways, so I feel like with people like that, the reason that those two names are still relevant, I don't even remember who else was in MacCon to be honest. Cameron Dallas. Oh my god. Yeah. <gasps> he came into my work. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I didn't God. even recognize him. I didn't recognize him until my coworker was like, "That's Cameron oh Dallas." I was like, oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I feel like 
you know, with Shawn Mendes, the reason that he ended up blowing up is because obviously, like, when Vine died out, he continued making content. Mm -hmm. He was, like, right away, he went on to YouTube and started, you know, uploading all of his music and doing the covers and doing all that. And I'm pretty sure the covers are still up on YouTube, too, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. And it's, like, it. I feel like it shows a lot that he really wanted to do it because he kept going after Vine died. He totally could have just stopped him and like, okay, well, there goes my career. Like my platform died. I think the whole longevity aspect of social media is like, there's a lot of one hit wonders when it comes to like the streaming age now. Like there's a lot of people who pop off on TikTok, but it'll take them like a few weeks to produce their song. And by the time their song is out, people have already forgotten. When it comes to like keeping your career, like, like, stable and having it go somewhere is trying to build a brand for yourself rather than off the one thing that you got you were known for which is what I think Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber and like everybody else did is they were like okay people know my name now but what do they know me for and let's try to like figure that out yeah 100% absolutely Absolutely. And I think, I think, you know, I, I can't think of any right now, but I'm just like, I remember that there's people and the people that try to try to continue their fame off of the one thing that they got famous for, it gets annoying at some point, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, like, it, we're past that. That was like five weeks ago. Like, stop talking about it. Like, you know, it's like, it's the attention span thing. Like people yeah. want new, they want to keep, you know, like, okay, exactly. what, like more, what more can you give me? Yeah, I mean, and especially, I think that ties back into the fact that we've been in the social media age for a while now, you know, and I think it's just like, you know, there's so much stuff popping up on on your feed and, and you know, how do you pick and choose what you want to see more often, you know, and how do you just scroll past the stuff that you don't want to see? And I think that more often than not, we're just, we're just scrolling past stuff you know even if it is stuff we want to see we'll give it a like and then move on and never see that person again you know it's it's weird it's it's strange but yeah um I kind of wanted to also talk about um since we're on the topic of like you know vine and and tiktok and stuff um what do you guys think about all of the old music like resurfacing and stuff uh you know the sweet escape Gwen Stefani with um what was the other one uh Cupid's Chokehold uh Gym Class Heroes and you know like bartender um and i think i heard what was that one t-pain song was it is bedrock by t-pain that's like like young money okay yeah (laughs) yeah i've been hearing bedrock lately yeah i I just think it's so funny because like these are the songs that i used to listen to on my mp3 player like that little tiny pink thing that i had on the bus (laughs) like i used to i had all those songs downloaded like cupid's chokehold and like and now it's just so funny to watch them resurfacing you know now that I'm 20 and not eight (laughs) it's crazy like to think like to me I'm like oh those songs came out like what like five years ago and reality they came out like 15 years ago like 10 years ago and I'm like what the heck but it's cool too because now they're getting a new audience as well Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. this younger generation like who was like born when those songs came out are like now like hearing their music again and they're getting like a whole new target audience and plus their fans from before too mm-hmm. which i think is really awesome they're just getting a whole new fan base as well yeah yeah you i can... completely agree i feel like like tiktok has become such a game changer for all careers not even just mm-hmm. younger like undiscovered artists i feel like that's why a lot of artists who might be a little bit older from like 10 years ago, like 
they're getting onto TikTok and they're trying to be, you know, relevant with the trends and all that because Jason they Derulo. know that all Jason Derulo. <laughs> I know. Okay. Derulo. Why? Oh my God, we don't talk about him. You don't. But why? Why don't we talk about Jason Derulo? Jason Derulo. No, love that. Like, love that. Yeah, love that was him. cute. Love Ten years friend. ago. He had his moment. He had his moment, but him yeah. on TikTok is another level of weird. You know, it's it just, just got me to listen to Ryden Solo again. That's that's what it did. <laughs> oh that's God, what it yes. did. You know? no, I'm glad that you said that because every time I go, Jason Derulo, no one gets it. And I'm just like, Yeah. It's funny that these young oh. kids like Jason Derulo is like vintage. Like, uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, oh, weird. You listen to Ryden Solo, you know, what if? <laughs> You know, even like trumpets, like all of these oh songs, gosh, these kids are like, oh my god, yeah, this is so old. Like what? <laughs> <That's not easy." laughs> no, but I love that. Um, I love that, uh, Travis, that you brought up the fact that like it's giving a lot of these um, artists like a whole new audience. I feel like mm -hmm. especially that's so relevant with this past year in quarantine the amount of people who rediscovered so much new music and rediscovered new fan bases and things like mm -hmm. that just solely because of TikTok is insane. Like yes. music that came out like five years ago, 10 years ago, like reaches like 10 million streams or something. Just like, whoa, like the amount of like the effect that this whole community online has on even old music is insane. And yeah. people, I feel like should take it a lot more seriously. I feel like people are so quick to disregard it because they're like oh it's tiktok whatever but it's making a lot of like changes for a lot of people's careers like olivia rodrigo i feel like driver's license was bound to be a success regardless but the fact that it had the trend on tiktok made it blow up 10 times more i feel like it really made the song i guess like the success pan out for longer because of like the trends on tiktok mm -hmm. yeah and with the music, I remember seeing like a TikTok a while ago saying about how Mother Mother, like the band Mother Mother, they blew up so much within the last year or so. And like the most popular songs right now came out in like 2008, 2010. And um, like if you look at, a, at their trends, like their searches for on Google, you could see that it was really low for many years. And all of a sudden with the rise of TikTok and their songs blowing off, blowing up like burning pile and hayloft and, and stuff like you can really see it skyrocketing within the last couple of years and like it definitely has impacted them and you can say the same with dreams by Fleetwood Mac um you can even say it with bands from like a few years ago like let's say the 1975 or Arctic Mon Monkeys people are still discovering them now so yeah. like there it's TikTok definitely has an influence on that even One Direction, the amount of people, like fans that I see on TikTok who are 13 now yeah. and are like, oh, I'm a big One Direction fan and they talk about it. And I'm just like, you're 13 now. They were a band 10 years ago. You were three years old. You didn't even know who they were. Isn't it's that it? The it's fact insane. that there are kids on the earth that were not born when One Direction got together, scary. scary. It's just on this TikTok. People don't know just... who One Direction is. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. It's crazy. But the fact of like TikTok has really made it so easy for people to discover music. Because I know that for mm -hmm. me, when I 
love one artist or I love one album, that's on repeat. Like I will not stray from that. And I have an issue with not discovering new music a lot. And I feel like TikTok helps a lot of people who are in that same rut where they don't really know where to discover music. If it pops up on your For You page and it's a trending sound over and over and over again, you're bound to just download it separately on Spotify or on Apple Music or whatever. Definitely. I agree. And I think think it's just so interesting to see how you know, how streaming really has, like, changed the game, and even, I, I heard this, now I'm trying to figure out where I heard it, um, I, but I heard this, like, uh, little funny anecdote thing, it was, uh, I think it was Olivia Newton-John asking somebody, um, I, oh, I think I was in the Warner Music Group Career Classroom series, um, this semester, and somebody was talking about, um, how, I think it was Olivia Newton-John, I don't think they said the name, but they were like, my grandkids said that my sound is trending on TikTok, you know, how much money do I, how much money do I get off of that, and they were like, approximately, like, three cents, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's so crazy, like, to see how, you know, how music has even changed from, you know, paying, like, I think I paid, like, $30 for this Beatles vinyl behind me, but, like, it's just so crazy that I could, I could technically stream it for free, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's so crazy, so I kind of wanted to lead that into our last topic of how, you know, like, the pros and cons, really, of, of being in the streaming age now, because, you know, artists are definitely making less money if they're not signed to a label, and if they don't have, you know, Justin Bieber level fame, you know what I mean? So, you know, does anybody want to kind of comment on or, you know, just talk about the money gap really between selling physical product versus streaming? Okay. Um, I have a bunch of thoughts on this. Basically, like, I remember back in the day when Taylor Swift refused to get her music on Spotify because she knew she wouldn't be paid well. Mm -hmm. And now streaming is everything. Like, I remember in 2015 when I had Spotify, when it wasn't even popular, artists having 2 million followers was the biggest thing. Now they have like, if you have 66 million followers, you're probably not even in the top 10. And um, it's become such a huge thing where they don't even realize that what, like people who stream music sometimes don't even realize how little of an impact they have for their favorite artists. Whereas, like with the rise of of buying vinyl and um, CDs are coming back too, by the way. Like, I think having those like limited edition things, people are gonna buy them more and you're gonna um, obviously gain more profit from those things. But again, it's not for everyone. And a lot of people just think, oh, why do I need to spend more money on this when I can spend $10 a month for any type of music I want? And yeah, it's, it's a little more like a selfish thing, but it's like, if you are truly a fan of an artist mm-hmm. and you want to hold that physical copy of their music, those people are putting more money to their favorite artist than someone who's just listening to an album on repeat for like two days, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And I think it's funny that you said that CDs are coming back. I feel like they slowly are. And obviously, like not compared to vinyls, like the status yeah. that they are right now. But I saw somewhere that a lot of, you know, artist teams are not putting as much focus on CDs because yeah. those sales are significantly lower than everything else. And even like the rise of sales of vinyls, like I think there was an article that said that 2020 was the year of like the resurfacing of the vinyl because of things you know like on TikTok everybody's posting oh I got this vinyl I got this vinyl artists are starting to put so much 
like little details and things into their vinyls that make everybody want to buy them like taylor swift releasing 12 different pressings and people buying every single one is insane and also with that is the fact that it's so trendy right now prices are super high with um with uh the the profit i guess being higher too because i started collecting vinyl in 2016 when records like a two lp album would be i think like 25 Canadian dollars now it's like $50 so I do think that like the trendiness of it can give people more profit especially with the fact that like artists like Taylor Swift or Billie Eilish having 8 to 12 different types of pressings you're gonna get more people wanting to get more um whether that be like I want the pink one or I want them all so <laughs> yeah it's it's I think it definitely helps with like sales but i don't think um again with things with like trends they die down and you can't really rely on that forever yeah um, going off that i remember like i was having a conversation with my dad about like going to concerts and how concert tickets are so expensive now and he would say oh like my favorite bands were like ten dollars to go to their concerts or like Whoa. you can even go to their concerts for free just walk into a warehouse because back then like CDs were being sold nonstop. Everything was like physical. Like you'd have to buy it if you wanted to listen to it. And now concert tickets are expensive because that's one of artists' form of income. Like it's yeah. because nobody's buying their CDs, they have to make their concert tickets like $200 at like most or like cheapest $200 so that people could, they could make money, but also like their fans could come watch them live. And then another thing with CDs is I really big into k-pop and i noticed i started noticing like a lot of western artists doing this too but the way like k-pop bands make their sales from cds is each album they have comes with like photo cards and posters and like signed little notes that are from the artists and each album that you buy is like you get a different photo card or you get a different signature from someone and if you have like a favorite person in that band you're going to keep buying the albums mm -hmm. until you get you know, the picture that you want or the person that you want. And I saw Sean Mendes doing this too with his re mm -hmm. recent album where he sold like his album, but it, in his album, it came with like pictures of him and stuff like that. And I feel like vinyls and CDs are coming back. But I think if artists are now like realizing, oh, we have to like tailor CDs to make it personal so that fans will buy it and mm -hmm. not stream it because we're like, oh, we can just listen to it on Spotify. But then now we want the CD because they're like, oh my God, like there's a limited edition picture of like Shawn Mendes from his photo shoot or something in there. And I think them, like music industry changing with social media, I think that's really cool too because it makes me feel more special. Like, okay, I can listen to it on Spotify, but now I can buy this album and have something to put on my wall. Yeah. Yeah. I get it because I'm not in that like world, but I definitely agree. Like if Harry Styles was to do that, I would be like, I'm I'm getting it until I get my favorite photo. Like I feel like everyone yeah. would do that, and I think or that go on Twitter. Smart. Yeah, <laughs> just so say, smart for people to do that. You can, I mean, you can stream Fine Line on Spotify or Apple Music until you're blue in the face. But there's only one place you can get Pilgrim Harry on a poster. You know, <laughs> and <laughs> that's the vinyl, and that's the True. vinyl. And I think and it's I bought that. I have it, and I don't even I didn't even put it up, Me but too. I have it. Just to have I have it. to put it up too. <laughs> Mine's just sitting folded in between my records. Like, I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. Travis, did you have any thoughts? 
Um, I was just saying, like, going off of what Vivian said with, like, the K-pop artists, they really know how to do it with the whole album. And, like, it really creates a, a solid fan base, too. You know, they're coming out with the CD and with the photo cards, and people are like, oh, my gosh, let's trade. Like, and it, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy. It's a, it's an awesome thing. Like, and, yeah. yeah. It gives me very <laughs> Pokemon cards. Yeah. Like, yeah. My friend, she's yeah. really into K-pop, and I remember, like, back in like 2017, she got into it a lot, and she was always on Twitter, like, trading with people, sending out photo cards, receiving photo cards, and like trading, um, like posters that they got. And it was, it's pretty cool. I, I never got into it. I wish I did, but yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds amazing. I didn't even know people traded like, you know, like photo cards from vinyls, like Pokemon. Like that is such a brilliant <laughs> idea. Like, to, like credits oh, yeah. to the marketer. Instead of buying a whole new album, They're I mean. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Credits to who the marketer that thought of that. You know, like that's just <laughs> yeah. like that's top notch marketing. I love it. Yeah, but that so yeah, I think that there are definitely pros and cons to you know, buying a vinyl versus streaming. And I think that there Mm -hmm. are, you know, pros and cons to even being in the digital media streaming age. I I think it's, I don't know. And I don't don't even know, I don't even want to make a prediction on where it's going to be. But I, I guess if I had to, I don't know. I think, I think that these apps are like so cool. And I think that even with vine you know going from six second videos to now people are going to watch 15 second videos but like because i don't know because you would think it would just get like maybe it'd be a three second video but now it bounced back up to 15 and i don't i so like i really have i have no predictions on where it's going to be but i i just know i know who's going to be there and i know it's going to be water music group universal music group and sony music group Mm -hmm. they're always going to be there i feel like they're always going to be there so like i guess that's my prediction is they'll just continue to bring on like spectacular like people onto their teams and you know like these new artists will continue to pop up and the the big three labels will continue to acquire them and you know they'll just Mm -hmm. constantly be thinking of new marketing ideas and you know cassettes are coming back you know like it's it's crazy I don't I don't even know I don't even know I it's it's insane to me to just try to make a prediction about like where it'll be in five or ten years but um starting off with Joanna like where do you think it's gonna like as our last question where do you think it's gonna be in five or ten years like the music industry in terms of streaming it's so, like you said, it's so, so hard to tell. And I feel like, you know, with things like TikTok, a lot of people, like, within the first year, they're like, oh, it's not going to last because they were comparing it to Vine and Vine didn't last. Vine lasted, it feels like it lasted forever, but it was only like two years that Vine was right. a thing, which is insane to think about. And I feel like TikTok, it's already been about two, maybe more years of TikTok and I, it's still going really strong. And I feel like it's because the videos are longer it almost gives you a little bit more of like a dive into the personality behind them versus a six second video. There's only so much you can learn about a person through that. It's so, so small. And I think now on TikTok, certain creators can make up to three minute videos on there, which is insane. It's really, it's really coming for YouTube's throat. It really is. But I don't know. I feel like, I think with everything you know, like all the trends, like they always, they always come back and like vinyls and things. I don't know if vinyl is going to be as much of a trend in five to 10 years, who knows, but I definitely think that streams are just, 
at the point, the point that we're at is just kind of like, there's no going back. And so I feel like it's just going to keep, it's just going to keep going. Yeah, no doubt. hundred percent. I think we'll be in the streaming age. I think it'll just continue to get more complex, but easier for us, but more complex for like, you know, computer programmers and stuff. But, um, you know, so uh, Kelly, where do you think that it's going to be, uh, the music industry is going to be in terms of streaming in five to 10 years? It's really hard to pinpoint because like, like everything that everybody has been saying, but also the fact that even we didn't even anticipate that TikTok would, would be this huge thing. I mean, it came from Musical.ly and no one really took Musical.ly seriously. Mm-hmm. And now before like any song that was being played on TikTok or Musical.ly or whatever, they didn't really count as streams or whatever, but now they do. Very small, but they still do count. And um, I think there's definitely going to be more social media platforms coming up. And um, I think anything that will last is through fans. Fans will jump from platform to platform to share their favorite artists. And um, I think it just depends on the, on where the fans go. The music is still going to be there. And it all depends on where big companies invest their time and invest their, their uh, money on should they be focusing on like TikTok or whatever? Like if you weren't paying attention to anything in the last year, you probably wouldn't even know that TikTok is huge for music right now. But like, if you're constantly being pay- paying attention to new things that are coming out, I think that it could, anything that comes out is going to help music one way or another. Like you said, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Streaming platforms are going to stay. They're going to get more complex, but um, they're obviously going to be more tailored to our personal experiences like Spotify for example and I think that um with like physical copies for a while like we really just didn't talk about that like it just became a hobby people picked up from going thrifting to now becoming this huge phenomenon that everyone's participating in and I think that's also going to die down same with CDs and and uh cassette tapes and everything like that and then I think it's going to resurge again in like 10 years because trends, they cycle through so many times and they might be different from one another. Like, I don't think we really talked about colored pressings like 20 years ago for vinyl, but now we do. It's everywhere. But I think taking stuff that we have now, it's going to, we're going to still see it in 10 years, except it's going to be slightly different and we won't even know what's coming. Yeah, 100%. I I totally agree. Like, I I don't think, obviously, I mean, CDs were kind of recent and by recent, I mean, like early 2000s, but like, you know, that's recent sort of. But, uh, you know, I think, I think, like you said, you know, CDs might make a resurgence, but we just, we think that they're old right now, you know, but, but vinyls are vintage, you know, like, but, but CDs are just old, you know, like just old and uncool, like, you know, so I think, I think that's interesting. Uh, Vivian, where do you think that the music industry will be in terms of streaming in five to 10 years? Um, like you guys all said, it, I, it's really hard to tell because it's always constantly changing. Like there's always something new every day. So a 10-year prediction is like way out there. I do think streaming-wise, I think like I feel like bigger companies are going to be more reliant on the artists instead of the artists reliant on the bigger company because people are streaming their music on all these different platforms that companies don't really keep up with. Because of that, I feel like what's going to like kind of like roll reversal. It's like, 
okay, we need to look for the artist who has the most streams on this app, like TikTok or something. And then we need to get in contact with them and sign them instead of, okay, I need to go find this company so that they can sign me. Mm-hmm. And then I also think, you know, CDs and records, they're all like coming back and stuff. But I feel like maybe because all this stuff is coming back, people are going to start looking at like the little iPod Nano again or the iPod yeah. Shuffle, or they're going to try to bring MP3s back because they're like, okay, CDs are out, records are in. Let's, let's carry, let's all carry like a little iPod like with a little <laughs> screen. And I feel like that could help streaming because for an iPod, unless you, you know, download the music illegally, you have to buy it from Apple. Mm-hmm. So that would help, but that, that's my prediction. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to tip in the scales, are going to tip in terms of the artists, you know, the labels will be searching for them more so, more so than they ever did before, you know, like there's so many stories of artists going out to find the labels, you know, and I feel like now it's so much easier for the labels to go out and search for, I want this artist, you know, because they're blowing up on TikTok, you know, and their fans might come and follow them. So yeah. Um, Yeah. Travis, where do you think the music industry will be in terms of like streaming in five to 10 years? Like everyone said, you know, it's hard to predict like in that time, but um Things are like ever evolving, especially in the social media world and the streaming world in general. And like what Vivian was saying, like the um, everyone coming to find the artists now instead of the artists going to them. And I just think it's smart for artists to jump, like to have multiple platforms, if that makes sense. It's like multiple, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that and just to really promote them themselves everywhere and because you know tiktok could die die out and it's like where are you going to go from there like where are people going to know and listen to your music from there and so just like establishing yourself as an artist there and then just like streaming like it's just hard to tell you know (laughs) yeah like uh, i don't know yeah i get it to think about yeah it's really it's such an insane thing to even think about like five to ten years down the road Mm -hmm. you know like five to ten years down the road like I don't know it's just crazy you know like I'll be 25 (laughs) who the heck knows where I'll be you know but like I just it's so it's so weird to just think about you know where music has has come you know like how far it has come and and you know where it's going but you know so i i really appreciate you guys coming in to talk to me and to joanna about um you know just about the evolution of music and how much you know all these social media platforms have changed music so you know with that being said um please go give a follow to uh kelly on the jaded productions twitter uh, at jaded management and vivian and travis are always on the jaded productions tiktok page at jaded dot underscore sorry underscore production <laughs> i was thinking instagram but you could follow our instagram too um you know at jaded dot productions uh on instagram it's it's like a variation of the same things and i've tried to get the usernames <laughs> to be the same has not worked out in my favor it's been like months long process yeah exactly (laughs) it's crazy but yes so make sure you follow them on their personals i don't know if everyone wants to go around and like shout out their personals yeah plug your personals if you're comfortable (laughs) yeah you can find me on instagram i think my name is travis swift with like three t's at the end of the most common like it's not a common last name but and I'm not a Taylor Swift fan account. My last name is Swift. No relation to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think we're cousins, Loki. We'll get into that another day. Yes. But <laughs> my socials 
It's Vivian Wynn, but my name is spelled a little different. So it's V-I-V-I-E-N-N-E and then H-U-Y-N-H. And that's for all of my socials, Twitter and Instagram. TikTok, you don't need to follow my TikTok. There's nothing on there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, my Instagram is Kelly Carsties, K-E-L-L-Y-C-A-R-C-I-E. And you probably don't really need to follow me on anywhere else. <laughs> I love it. All right. And well, Jaded Management on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, jaded Management on Twitter. Head there. Yeah. And I just, you know, uh, thank you guys so much for being here. I the, This is the next group of digital marketers right here for the music yes. industry. So, like, go go give them a follow, like, ASAP. Um, yeah. So, with all that being said, uh, this has been uh, an episode of A Little Jaded. Thanks, everyone.